coming to you from stolen equipment and broadcasting from a pirate signal located somewhere in Southern California. This is the Danger Hour Podcast. Oh my God. I'm Jamesy Poops, and this is the Danger Hour Podcast, and that means I am home alone, sitting in a dark room, talking to myself. Now, some of you might think, well, that sure sounds depressing, James, given it's a Friday night and you're stuck in home, talking to yourself like an asshole. But you might be right, but I could be getting into (laughs) worse trouble. It's like that gang mentality, you know? It's like, oh, that kid, uh, he's, uh, let's see, what's a good example of he plays a whole lot of ping pong at home by himself, that weirdo. Well, he could be a he could be out in a gang running the streets. So um I'm just happy that he's staying out of trouble. So that's that's what uh I'm sure that's what my mother would say if you asked her. I'm sorry, James. I I fail to see that your mother would be proud of you talking to yourself in a dark room, James. I mean, no mother would want that for the child. All right. Okay. Well, you got a point. You got a point. I think uh if you told me that would be my kid in the future, I would feel sad for him too. Okay, let's just move right along from that idea. The reason I'm home alone <clears throat> is the kid has baseball practice, and that's why I've been so fucking productive lately. Look at me, back on the game. Now, some of you might be shocked, like, oh my God, James, are you feeling okay? How have you released so many shows in such a small amount of time? We're used to getting like one show every two months. <laughs> this is great. Okay, maybe. Or maybe now that I'm doing more, the quality is dipping, you know? What would you prefer? Five or six mediocre shows or one eh, pretty good one? I'll let you decide. No, I mean, the truth of it. Okay, so when this shit first started years ago, I was uh, pretty, pretty consistent, very consistent, and I built up a huge following. Oh, man, the endorsements were coming in. I was just, I couldn't cash the checks quick enough. It was crazy. Then, you know, life caught up to me. And uh, I didn't have the time. But James, it's like an hour, dickhead. How long could it take? Oh yeah, one hour. No, there's more, there's more to it than that. It's an hour of listening time, but you know, I don't do any preparations until I'm going to do it. So I think, you know, the whole thing probably takes me a couple hours, two and a half hours, maybe three hours sometimes. Depends on how much research I do and how much uh, energy I put into it. Uh, you know, this whole thing is boring. You don't want to know how the fucking fudge is made. You just, want, you just want to press play and forget about your troubles, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've, been, uh, I've, been, I've just been trying to focus and give the people what they want. I mean, you wouldn't believe how many, how many text messages and emails I get with just demanding more content. And, you know, I've been putting it off for too long. You know, I've, I've listened and I've heard. And now it's my turn to reply. And here you go. More of me fucking babbling like an idiot. Is that what you want? Well, here it is. You're welcome, assholes. And also, I've quit drinking, so I need to focus my energy (laughs) on good instead of evil. James, are you fighting demons? Ah, no. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that at all. Although, I mean, I, I, I won't get in. I won't spare you the details. I won't get into all of it. It's a lot to unpack. But all I will say is I felt like there was a little, like a little demon poking at me all the time. Like, hey. Have a drink. Go get a drink. You want a drink, huh? Go get one. And uh, now he's gone. I don't know why, but uh, maybe it's my sheer will. Oh, my God, James. Shut your fucking whore mouth. All right. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'm, Maybe I've grown up. I don't know. It was a 20-year 20 20 run. Pretty good. Pretty good run. But I think I'm done. I think I'm done with it. Yes, James. Until you're not. Well, we'll see about that. And you know what? For the record, why, why are you being an asshole? Why aren't you supporting my decision and supporting me? Well, it's quite simple, James. I find pleasure in your failure. Oh, man. 
Uh, all right, that's a uh, that's pretty mean, but uh, all right. The new me says, "That's okay. I accept you." Oh God damn it, James! I don't like this new you. I like when you're edgy, James, and hungover. I like that James better. It's more interesting. Nah, you're just a boring, regular person, James. Just you're not worth listening to no more. Oh fuck. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take the high road on that one. Okay, because I've I've uh, I've grown up. I've matured. Okay, listen, James. To be honest, I'm just giving you tough love, okay? I'm telling you all these horrible, mean things because I want you to prove me wrong, James. I'm being the bad guy on purpose so that you can be the good guy and rise above the occasion, James. I'm fueling your success. Oh, all right. (laughs) Then uh, fuck you and thank you. I feel so lucky to have such a support system. Anyway, so uh, earlier this evening... I'd say about um, an hour ago, less than an hour. The wife was taking the boy to baseball practice, and I demand that she takes the daughter with her because I want the house to be completely empty so I can yell and scream like a fucking maniac and nobody's around to care or be damaged by it. But I'm sure the neighbors can hear me. I'm sure people can hear. You know what? I have like single pane glass on uh, half the house. We had the windows done on half the house, and I'm waiting to do the other half. And, uh... The, the room that I'm in now doesn't have dual pane windows. They have the old-fashioned kind. So I'm sure people walking around outside can hear a fucking psycho. And they probably know, hey, you ever walk by that house over there and uh, hear some dude yelling like a maniac? Oh, yeah. You heard him too? Yeah, what is he yelling about? I don't know. One time I was listening and I thought I heard him screaming at some high-pitched, like, fairy-sounding guy. James? No one said that. Uh, they said it. Probably. This is a made-up scenario, by the way. Fuck you, James. All right. Well, anyway. So uh, <laughs> so this night, the wife goes, uh, oh, by the, w- by the way, the daughter is in high school, right? And th- as, if, as if that doesn't make me feel old enough. She's in high school. Now, listen to this. She goes, dad. She calls me dad now, by the way. For the last couple, like a year, year maybe, before it was daddy. And I like hearing daddy. I've always liked that. I've always liked the sound of the innocence from my young little girl, you know? Now she's getting older, now it's dad. And now because she does it, my son took over doing that too. Dad. Now I sound like an old fuck to myself when I, when I hear that. Hey, dad. It's like, oh, now I'm dad, you know? <laughs> so this is what she tells me the other day. Dad. Homecoming dance is coming up. Like, oh yeah, are you planning on going? Um, of course. Why wouldn't I? And I'm like, what the hell? Who is this person? Who is this person who speaks to me as if I asked for his advice? Braveheart. And uh, I go, really? And I was, I was shocked to hear this attitude towards the dance. Right? She goes, yeah, of course. I go, what if some, uh, what if some boy asks you, are you gonna go? Uh. It depends on who asked me, but yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. I don't like hearing that. So uh, here we are, everybody. This is the next stage. This is it. Can't believe it. So uh, today, the wife's like, hey, are you going to come to go shopping with us for a homecoming dress? And I go, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> and she's like, why not? And I said, because I'm going to stay home and do a podcast. <laughs> and then my daughter's like, really? And I said, yeah, really. This is my one opportunity every week that I can do it. So I'm going to do it. And if you want to go tomorrow, I'll go with you tomorrow, but not tonight. Oh, my God, James. This is an important event in your daughter's life. And you chose not to go with her shopping for her dress, James. Her very special moment. Instead, you chose to stay home and talk to yourself into a microphone. I can ask all, James. Well, <clears throat> number one. The listeners need me, okay? And I can't let them down. I promised them more content. Now, what kind of an asshole would I be if I let them down by not doing what I told them I would do? But James, they're just strangers that press play. This is your daughter, James. Your flesh and blood. She came out of your balls, James. Yes, I know. I understand that. But do you understand that I'm giving her a gift by not being there? (laughs) I'm a miserable cunt. When it comes to shopping, I don't like it. And I'm just going to be bitching and nagging and like, oh, no, uh-uh, no, look at that. 
Really? You're going to wear that? That's what you want to wear? That's inappropriate. Try something else on. Oh, are you serious? A slit to show your legs off? Get out of here. Put that back. Uh, Excuse me, miss. (laughs) No. No spaghetti straps here, young lady. That's going to be me the whole night. It will ruin her experience. Instead, she'll pick out some horrible dress and come home with it, and I'll say, oh, I guess we're taking that back. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I'll save her evening. By the way, what is homecoming? What does that even mean? She's a freshman. She's never been there before. She's not coming home. Let me look that up. I've never actually... I've never actually uh, taken the time to look into it. Let's see. All right, Wikipedia, don't fail me now. Let's see. uh, Homecoming is a tradition of welcoming back former students, which she's not, and members, which she's not, and celebrating an organization's existence. So, like what? Celebrating the school? Okay. It's a tradition in many high schools, colleges, and churches in the United States and Canada. All right, let's have a dance celebrating your school. Hmm. Uh, an annual tradition in U.S., people, towns, high schools, and colleges come together, usually late September or early October, to welcome back former members of the community. It is built around a central event, such as a banquet or dance, and most often a game of American football, or on occasions, basketball, ice hockey, or soccer. When celebrated by schools, the activities wide are very widely. However, they usually consist of a football game played on a school's home football field, activities for students and alumni, and your daughter should dress like a slut and be oogled by boys. What? No, I didn't say that. But uh, <laughs> maybe your daughter's out there, but not mine. Mine's classy. Mm-hmm. She holds herself to a higher standard. Yeah, James, because she's going to go in the boys' bathroom and get high. <laughs> you shut your filthy whore mouth. I will not tolerate such insolence. You know, speaking of my daughter, as I've mentioned time and time again, She's now in high school. Before she went into high school, I said, listen, let me give you some advice from a guy that's been there. Now, you can take it or leave it. But uh, if you take it, I promise your life will be better and easier. But uh, this is your life. You're going to make your own choices. And you'll live and die by those choices. I said, please, by the love of everything holy, stay out of drama. Because high school is nothing but drama. And if you get sucked in, it's going to make your life more complicated. You're going to have more problems than you need. So don't get into any talking shit. If people are talking shit about someone else to you, don't add to it. Don't tell anyone what you heard. She said, he said, blah, blah, blah. I said, please, don't get into all that. And she doesn't have social media. She's off limits. So uh, did I talk about that? Did I talk about getting her a phone? Yeah, I was against all that shit. I don't know if I've talked about that on the show, but uh, I was against her having a phone. And then when she got into volleyball and everyone's having these phones and asking her for her number, she's like, um, <laughs> I don't have a phone. And so she was the only one. That, I feel like I might have talked about this on the show. I, I don't remember. I got a shit memory. But anyway, if I have already, I apologize. But, uh, you know, got her the phone, but she has a strict no social media policy in place i don't like that shit i think it's bad for young people and so uh you know i just told her you know stay away from that just just stay away from all of it and you'll be just fine and guess what and guess what like within the first two weeks well first her first day she's like i hate it i hate school i hate it i go don't worry it's all new the more you go you know with time it will get better i promise and slowly but surely you know like the first like the end of the first week how was your day? I would ask her every day. How was your day? <laughs> it sucked. The next day. How was your day? Yeah, it was all right. How was your day? Nah, it's fine. How was your day? Yeah, it wasn't that bad. How was your day? Oh, it was pretty good. I'm like, huh, there it is. <laughs> so she made this. She has like a really good friend that she just met and they always hang out together. And wouldn't you believe it? Like the second week of school, she almost gets into a fight. Can you believe that? Because I can't. In my whole high school my whole high school, uh, all four years, I never really got, I never got in a fight. Never, I've never been in a fight. I'm too fucking charming and lovable. Nobody wants to fight me. <laughs> well, I've already told you about my encounters, but no real fights. So anyhow, apparently, apparently, 
It's this new friend she's hanging out with. Something about some boy. I don't know all the details. But this other girl got all pissed off. And she came up to them during lunch. And she's like, hey, I, this and this and that, right? Just talking, running her mouth. And my daughter says, she's like, what? She has no idea who this chick is. She's got like this dyed green hair. So that should tell you right away there's problems at home. <laughs> right? And uh, said so she's like kind of a trashy type chick. She's running her mouth saying like, you know, you better watch your back. I'm going to kick your ass and this and that. And she looks at my daughter and you too. And then she's just like, what? And the girl walks away and she's like, what the hell? Like, I don't even know anything. I don't know who this is. I don't know anything about what's going on. And, you know, she doesn't know all the details. So I tell my wife, I go, look, man, because I'm at work. I go, you should probably make this known right away with whoever, the principal, I guess. Just have something on file that you talk to them about it just in case anything happens in the future so that there's an incident already on file reported. And so our kid is not to blame for this whole thing, you know, that she's harassing them. So she does it. And then like the next day or two, shit happens again. That green haired demon, she comes after, uh, starts talking more shit. And then I think uh, the security guard, kind of saw what was going on. She was like getting all fucking uppity. And I think they took him into the office. And uh, my wife was notified. Oh, yeah. So uh, that person, they had an altercation with uh, your daughter's friend once again. And we brought them both into the office. And they hashed it out now. It's all been taken care of. And uh, they've settled their differences. And I'm like, yeah, right. In the office they did. Oh, everything's fine. It won't happen again. It's like, hmm. Balderdash. And so anyway, it's been nice and peaceful for weeks upon weeks. Peace throughout the lands. Until recently. That same little cunt started making waves again. Mm-hmm. Coming back at uh oh, oh no, sorry. It's not the little it's not the green haired cunt. It's her friend. And this time my daughter's in class and that chick is talking loudly so my daughter can hear. Oh, and they say the name of my daughter's friend so that it gets my daughter's attention. Oh, that bitch. I fucking hate her. Blah, 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 blah. Going on and on and on. And my daughter says, she's like, oh, God. Just <laughs> and then uh, she's not taking the bait by looking over or giving them attention. So the girl goes, hey, hey, you. You're that girl's friend, right? She's like, um, yeah. And she's like, you know, you tell her this and this and that. And she's like, look, I don't even know you. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't want to get involved. And the girl's just you know, still running her mouth and shit. I'm like, God damn it, dude. Fucking bullshit high school drama. Right away, I tell my kid. I'm like, look, do you see what I told you? What did you do? I didn't do anything. I don't even know who they are. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for the day when I get a call. Hi, Mr. Jamesy Pooh. Your daughter is in the office because she got in a fight with a green-haired cunt girl. And so you need to come and get her because she's a raving lunatic. Uh, I would actually, you know... I wouldn't be too angry if she <laughs> stuck up for herself or her friend <laughs> because uh, I saw that green haired cunt when I went to that football game and oh man, oh man, I wanted to punch her and her boyfriend. They both got green hair. They're both very cunty looking. Now look, I don't want to judge a book by its cover, but I've seen lots of books in my time and I know a bad book when I see one, a bad cunty book. And those two are a couple of bad cunty books. And actually, one day, uh-oh, <clears throat> one day, I saw a child playing with the ruby the stars of a tangerine. The bandy have been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because they thought it was good sport, because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. It's a gumby bot, bullied, reason, and negotiating with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, I get a call at work from my daughter on her shiny new cell phone. And I say, hello. And she goes, dad, not daddy, dad, I'm in the principal's office and um, she wants to talk to you. And I'm like, oh no, the green haired cunt made her move. And then she's like, hello, Mr. Jamesy Poo. And I said, yes. Hi, this is principal so-and-so. And I have your daughter Jasmine here in the office because one of her teammates tested positive for COVID. So I'm going to need you to pick her up. And she needs to quarantine for 10 days. I'm like, what? I go, 10 days? 
yeah. She's like, she was exposed. Uh, the last day she saw her was uh, five days ago or whatever day it was. And I go, well, she just got tested like two days ago uh, for volleyball. She has to be tested every week. I know, but uh, because of the rules, she needs to be tested tomorrow. So if she gets a good test, then she can come back. But if not, she's got to be out for 10 days. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, I got a, I got a, uh, a phone call where she was taking out of school. Not by the green-haired country girl. Nope, by a COVID scare. <laughs> Never in my wildest dreams. Uh, yeah, so she was negative and went back a couple of days later. But, uh, you know, still waiting for that phone call. It's coming. I know it. I'm waiting for that shit. And speaking of shit, now it's time for talking shit. <laughs> yeah, all right. Talking shit is a segment in which I talk about shit. Mm-hmm. Literally shit. Like poop. Yes, James. We get it. All right. Just want to make sure. All right, listen to this. This time on talking shit, it's about literally literally talking about shit i have some friends not a whole lot mostly because i'm a lone wolf and i don't need them you know because i i work alone right most of the time but james did you just say you wear cologne no i said i work alone i work alone sound like you said you work alone james all right jesus christ (sighs) so uh Anyway, I'm really like tough and, and cool and brooding all the time. So I don't really need many friends. But the friends I do have, we share a really close connection, most of us. We have a very open relationship. Oh, my God, James. Really? No, not that kind of open relationship. Well, with some of them. I knew it. Okay, forget it. Uh, yeah, we, 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 uh, we're not very shy when it comes to sharing our feelings about taking shits. So they all know that I've got shit problems. Mm-hmm. They know. I've had many shit stories. I'm not afraid to share them. The way I talk to all yous is the way I talk to them. <laughs> they, uh, from my friendship comes the benefit of hearing countless shit stories. Oh, yeah. So now they're comfortable enough to share with me shit-related stuff. And so today, literally today, Brian, the beardy cunt, he texts me. This is probably a dumb question. But have you ever taken a dump so massive that you feel hollow inside after? (laughs) Now, look, dude. I don't know about you and your lives, okay? I know some of you are probably real stuffy, real uptight. You know, you can't let loose. That's inappropriate. How can you talk about that with your friends? How can you bring that up with people? That's a private affair. (laughs) Shut your mouth. Don't take yourself so seriously. And I guess if you listen to this horse shit, you don't. Unless, am I your guilty pleasure? Huh? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Do you listen to this like in secret so no one else knows? Not because you're ashamed of me, but because you're ashamed of yourself. You have some work to do. First, look in the mirror and tell yourself, you's kind, you's smart, and you's important. Probably. Uh, So anyway, I just love that I have this shit, shitty relationship with all my friends. Like Lido. Lido. The boy wonder sidekick. Often he'll send me photos of his pants down around his ankles and he's on the toilet. Just his, just his feet and his pants around his ankles. That's it. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love it. Um, yeah. So that's, the, that's this uh, week's talking shit. <laughs> Literally talking about shit. Oh, I do have one to add. The other day. I was, uh, oh boy, it snuck up on me. It was a pretty rough one, you know, which was surprising to me because since I stopped drinking, my poops have been a lot nicer, which is partly the reason why I stopped because to see if that would help because, uh, yeah, I've got issues, boys and girls, and, um, I got more issues in Marvel Comics. (laughs) Anyway, I think I might've had something with dairy in it because, uh, boy, oh boy, it got me because I'm lactose intolerant. So I was driving around the gritty streets during work, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, here it comes. And there happened to be a crew working in the street, a residential street, you know, quiet residential street. And I'm like, you know what? There's a porta potty sitting over there. There's nobody around. I'm going. I'm going right in there. So that's what I did. I parked. I went in the porta potty And normally, 
It's not pleasant. Not at all. Not one bit. But this one, like, was just cleaned or just delivered because it was fucking beautiful. Oh, mama. There was nothing in the water. Just a bunch of blue stuff, you know? And it smelled pleasant. And it was all clean. And oh, boy, did I destroy it. So if anyone walked in after me, I was the reason. It looked like that in there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, and dude, I got to be honest with you. When I was in there taking a shit, now look, this all flows together with uh, my shitty relationship with my friends. So uh, I was in there taking a shit, and I thought it was funny. So I took a, a selfie of the top of my head, and you know, you can tell I'm, I'm inside of a porta potty, and I sent it to, to the bearded cunt as a, as a goof, like, hey, you know, look where I am, what I say. Uh, oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> but what, once I sent it, I didn't realize, oh, fuck, I'm wearing mirror shades, like mirror sunglasses. And I'm like, oh, fuck, can you see my dick in the photo? <laughs> I didn't double check because my work glasses have the mirror on mirror because, you know, I, I had the, the blue ones and they got all scratched up. And so I bought replacement ones and it came with it came with the mirror ones as a backup. So that's what I have now. And. I was like, oh, no. And I zoomed in on the photo. I'm like, okay, good. Uh, you can just see my legs in the photo. I'm not sure if the bearded cunt put that together. And I sure hope he doesn't go back and try to do some detective work to look at it. Because I assure you, you can't see nothing. Right there, bearded cunt? Don't even try. You're really, you're really going to try, aren't you? Look at that look at that look in your eye. I know. Uh, anyway. All right, that's it. That's uh, That's been <laughs> talking shit. <laughs> Oh my God, I walked by this guy's window and he was talking about taking a shit. It was gross. That house over there. Have you been? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard him. He's fucking crazy. He yells at himself. No one's even home. I saw his wife and kid leave. They're gone and he's still screaming at him. I don't know who he's talking to, but he's crazy. Uh, anyway, now I'm self-conscious. Okay. Moving right along, everybody. Uh, this week... I took my son to our final Dodger game regular season. Mm-hmm. It was the second game in the series. And, uh, you know, I went the only night they weren't giving something away. <laughs> the night before, they gave away the Julio Urias. Urias? 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 Bobblehead. And then uh, the day after, they gave away those replica World Series rings. So... We went the day in the middle and got nothing, but it was Korean Heritage Night, so there was that. We got to see Koreans. <laughs> oh, just another day in Hacienda Heights. Oh my God, James. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know. All right, so you know, and I picked that night because it was cheaper, and Max Scherzer would be pitching, and uh, we wanted to see him pitch again. We've seen the other guys before. We've seen Max Scherzer once in person, so I'm like, all right, let's do it. He's been uh, killing it lately, and oh boy, did he not do well. <laughs> but we, we went to our same uh, fancy pants section, which was cheap as hell. Remember I told you about my contact? You know that guy that's like, hey, bro, you want to buy my tickets? Just text me before I release them. I'm like, all right. So I text him about the Tuesday night one, the Orias, before I knew that Scherzer was pitching. I text him way beforehand. And he's like, oh, yeah, those are taken. And I was like, oh, man. So I go, what about Wednesday night? Are those available? He goes, yeah, yeah, they are. And I said, okay, what section was it again? And he tells me, and dude, that fucking guy, he lied to me. When we were hanging out watching the game in the fancy pants section with only four rows, we were like, we are at this table, first come, first serve, really close to the end of this, of this whole section. And then he, he goes, oh, yeah, my seats are right here. And he points down below. And then when I ask him what section his seats are in, they were like, Two fucking sections over from where we were sitting. I'm like, this asshole, he doesn't sit there at all. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I was like, ah, oh, I thought they were closer than that, right? And so I looked up on the StubHubs, and the price he was asking for his seats in the section right next to his, they were like 20 bucks cheaper per ticket. I'm like, oh, no thanks. I found him cheaper on StubHub. I told him right up, and he didn't text me back. So I have this contact, but I think it might be useless. <laughs> and he lied. 
He misrepresented himself, eh? You would think more than a fucking Mexican would do that, right? They're usually upstanding peoples. Not this time. So anyway, we're sitting in our section, and I look over. I'm like, you know what? I wonder if there's anything open right in the very front section of this area. So I look on the stub hubs right before the game begins, and I see that there's two seats in the front row, right in the front section, pretty much. Uh, and I'm like, ah, look at that. There's two seats open. No one has sold them. So we're going to go right over there. And I tell the boy, he's like, okay, let's do it. So we go and we park ourselves right in the front row of that section. And oh boy, no one questions us. Nope. We walk in like we own the joint. Like this is what we're meant to be. Mm-hmm. And we walk down and the kid looks at me and I go, oh yeah, these are our seats right here. <laughs> and then I go like, have a seat, buddy. We sit down. Yep. These are our seats. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of regular guys sitting in our normal seats. Mm-hmm. That's right. Anyhow, the uh, there was a fucking group of assholes behind us that wouldn't shut their mouths. There was like six dudes just yakking it up the whole time. And I mean, they're having a good time, but they were kind of annoying, like just nonstop talking. And this one dude, he he's like the Dodger fucking uh, Wikipedia. He's giving all this information out that no one's asking for, right? Oh, see that guy over there? Yeah, he did this and this and that. Oh, you see that guy? Oh, you know this? Oh, how about that? Blah, 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 blah. Just fucking nonstop Dodger facts all night. So anyway, the game started like any normal game, right? But then all of a sudden, Dodgers are up five to one. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what kind of game it's going to be. They're going to spank uh, the Padres. All right. But no, dude, in, uh, in no time, it's Padres nine, Dodgers five. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? I'll tell you what happened. Scherzer did not do well. The next pitcher, Gratterall, fucking shit the bed. Right? This is a hot shot dude that can throw 102 miles an hour. And every time he's done pitching, he like, he goes, whoa! And he points up to the sky like God just, you know, did his work through him. Even when he does shitty, I see him do that. But I didn't notice if he did it this time. So we're like, ah, fuck, nine to five. And it's the sixth inning. And those assholes behind us, Mr. Dodger superfan, with all his facts, he goes, you know what, guys? You want to go? I feel like leaving. I'm not into this no more. It's over. We can go now. And the guys are like, all right, all right, let's go. The other guys really had no interest in being there. I'm like, you fucking jerk off. Like, you've been spitting all this knowledge, all these facts, and now you want to leave first? <laughs> like, what kind of fan are you? And they leave. And then my son goes, oh, now it's going to be quieter. I'm like, yeah, thank God, because they were annoying, right? And I tell him, you know what? I hope just because they left like that, that the Dodgers make a, this crazy comeback. And uh, just, to, just to spite those assholes. <laughs> and so this is the sixth inning. So the seventh inning, Mookie's up. And he blasts the home run. Like, oh, shit. Nine to six. And it's like, all right, here we go. And then the inning's over. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that. The next inning, the eighth inning, the Dodgers are up again. Max Muncy blasts a home run to right fucking right field pavilion. I'm like, oh, shit. 9-7. Right after A.J. Pollock comes up. Another home run. Oh, shit. 9-8. Crazy. Ballinger comes up. Fucking another home run. 9-9. The game is tied. Out fucking rageous. Everyone's losing their minds, dude. Me and my son are like, God, I can't believe it. This is nuts. Turner comes up. He hits a double. It almost hits the fucking fence. He's on second base. Seeger comes up. Two-run home run. Oh, fuck, dude. Insane. Insane. And I was so happy because those assholes left. <laughs> And they missed it. They missed like one of the greatest fucking games. It turns out. It was so exciting. And just knowing like, oh, yeah, dude, we don't fucking leave early. We watch the whole every time we watch the whole game. No matter how bad it looks, you stay to the end because you never know. That's baseball, man. You never know. And then, you know, the ninth inning, Kenley comes out and uh, shuts him down. Game over. Dodgers went 11-9. Incredible. Incredible. And I've always liked 
this one guy said, I, I don't remember what he said. I don't remember who said it. I mean, um, they said something like, this is why baseball is the greatest sport. Because you can't run out the clock. Every guy gets his chance, his opportunity at the plate. You know, there's no bullshit fucking fo- NFL or NBA fouling. Oh, man, take a free throw, run out the fucking clock on football, then spike the ball. Bullshit. Fuck that. It comes down to the wire. God damn it. I love it. And also, it was my first time watching a game being completely sober, <laughs> which was weird. And uh, it made me think of the Simpsons episode when, when Homer goes to a baseball game and he's completely sober. And he's, the announcer's like, and there's a beach ball on the field. And the ball boys are trying to decide which one of them are going to go get it. And Homer says, I never realized how boring this game is. <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't boring at all, man. I had a great fucking time. Cut to the next day. I took the boy to Knott's Berry Farm. They got some uh, season passes because, mm, let's see, my friends, I'm in, what should I call them to protect their identities? Uh, let's call them Art and Viv. Yeah, those are pretty normal names. They have passes, and uh, the kids are like, can we get passes too so we can go with them and we can go with the neighbor across the street because has, she has passes too? I'm like, all right, I guess. You know, it's been years since they've had passes, so I'm like, okay, fine. I guess I will allow it because, you know, you told me to live my life the best, the fullest. I'm like, all right, stop saying that now. <laughs> and so uh, I took the daughter a couple weeks ago. And so this time it was the boys' turn because they're, they're both in sports and shit. So uh, they have, you know, I have days, I have one day off during the week, every couple weeks. So that's when we go because I will never fucking go on a weekend. You can never convince me. We go during the week and nobody's there and it's fantastic and I love it. We can get on all the rides we want. There's like no lines. It's great. No people. So I took them and uh, we had a blast, of course. And it's funny because my boy hasn't been there in a couple years. Maybe more. It's been it's been a while. And we went on Ghost Rider and he was kind of spooked, man. Like he hasn't been on a ride for, like I said, years. And so... He's like, oh, dad, I'm, it's kind of, I'm kind of scared. Oh, man, man. I'm like, really? For real? This ain't even like one of the scariest ones. I'm like, it's fast and all that, but it's not, you know, there's no loop-de-loops. He's like, oh, but I'm kind of scared. And we sat in the very back. And uh, if you know, the back is scarier because you can't see what's coming and it whips you around more. So it's better. That's my advice to you. If you're going to go on roller coasters, go in the back. Uh, so we go in the back and then the first drop, he's like, oh. <laughs> and afterwards, you know, he loved it, and we went on it again, and we kept going out. Oh, the cool, my favorite one in the whole place is the Supreme Scream, where you go up 250 feet and you just free fall. <laughs> and uh, that one was—I mean, that one always gets me. But I don't know if you remember—I talked about this a couple, like years ago when I said that I'm more scared to go on rides now, and I thought maybe it's because I have kids, and psychologically, your body tells you, "Hey, you got to protect yourself because you got to <laughs> look out for your kids." So it's a survival thing, but I don't know, man. Maybe I'm old enough to be able to die now because I didn't get those feelings this time. Years ago, I was like scared to do all this shit. Like, what's going on with me? I was never scared to get on these rides. And yeah, I really thought, oh, it's because I'm older and (laughs) maybe I'm supposed to, you know, stay alive to protect these kids and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, now that I went again, I didn't have any of those feelings. So I legitimately think now I can just die and it's okay. And the antelope eat the grass. Such is the circle of life, Simba. So when we went on Supreme Scream, he started kind of freaking out. Like we started going up because, you know, you go up, 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 up. You're just going all the way up. And then uh, he's going like, oh, man, oh, man. He's not like terrified, but he's getting kind of, he's getting nervous. And so I'm trying to keep his mind off of everything. I'm like, hey, look, look, there's downtown LA. Oh, look, there's Catalina Island. Oh, look, there's a fire. <laughs> it's one of the California fires right over there. See all the smoke? Mm-hmm. See that fire? And we get to the very top and it goes, and then, you know, it drops your ass in. And right after that, like that amazing free fall feeling, then he was all pumped up and, uh, and I was too. And then I go, all right. He's like, you want to go again? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I go, but let's save it for the, like our last ride before we leave. Okay. So it, we do it. We come back to, to, uh, uh, Supreme scream and we're in line and there's this loud older white woman, kind of women that talk extra loud for everyone to hear. And she's like, okay, I'm getting nervous now. I'm getting nervous. (laughs) 
And then the, the, his and her daughter's like, okay, mom, relax. It's not a big deal. And then we finally get on. And of course, I sit exactly right, right next to her. And she's like, okay, I'm getting nervous. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and the, the daughter's like, well, there's no changing your mind now. You have to do it. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it because <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm going to do it. But I'm still nervous. Okay, we're probably going to die. And I'm like, dude, you don't say that fucking thing on a ride. Like, I get, there's my son's here next to me. What if he's <laughs> freaking out? And now you're saying we're going to die. That's like not saying bomb on a plane, right? Same shit. And she looks at me and she goes, have you been on this before? I'm like, oh, yeah, dozens of times. Oh, okay. Yeah, me too. I've been on it a lot of times. I'm like thinking, like, why are you freaking out, dude? Relax. And she's like, you've been to Vegas? And I said, yes, I have. And she's like, you've been on the ride like this on the top of uh, the stratosphere? And I go, no, I haven't. Well, I have at night. And I'm thinking like, well, then shut the fuck up. It's way worse than this one. I haven't been on it, but even I know it's worse. So we look, at, we look it up after we leave. I was like, I'm curious. How tall is that shit? So the Knott's Berry Farm one is 252 feet. That's the, uh, the free fall drop. The one in uh, the stratosphere, I think, is like 160 feet. But you're over 1,000 feet in the air. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. And now I think I got to go do that one. I think I got to go try it. Oh, that seems fucking terrifying. Anyway. So when we're walking, when we we're walking into the park, we go through the metal detector. And this guy looks like, a, like the head of like the manager type guy standing around. He, he goes... Okay, go ahead and go right through those gates, guys. And I look at his face. I'm like, I know this guy. And then I immediately put put his face to where I know him. And then I look at his name tag, and it just confirms it. I'm like, that's the guy. He used to be my boss years ago. Like uh, fucking 13 years ago. He was my boss. <laughs> like, And now he's here? Like, How'd that happen? He was a hotshot in this, uh, this company I worked at. They made a uh, composite composite materials some of it was for nasa and um they would give us these stickers to place on the box when we did a nasa order and it says nasa critical space item handle ex- extreme care you know i know it says that because i'm looking at one right now i have it on my computer that's right an official nasa sticker and i see this dude i'm like what the hell so now he like it's bringing back all these memories and i worked at this job i got it through a friend and what they would do is they would take this cloth and it would be on this whole big ass fucking system of rolls and it would go through all these wheels and it would go, it would, it would be pulled through a resin and then it would be taken all the way up this heating process and it makes it harder, you know, or it makes it all sticky and tacky. Then they put it on a roll at the very end. And then once the roll was big enough, we'd get our razor blades and slice the fabric and take that roll off and make a new roll. And then, you know, put it in these long boxes and ship them off and they would, they would make uh, like airplane parts out of it, aeronautical, uh, like the, what do you call it? They'd get all these fabrics and they'd, they'd compress them together and they make this hard fucking plastic, this composite plastic. And they would make all kinds of shit. They'd make ke- um, it was Kevlar we made, uh, carbon fiber, all this stuff. And I mean, all this material is used to make all sorts of different shit. I've heard like hockey sticks. Uh <laughs> Yeah, like the, the cockpit of planes, the carbon fiber car parts, all kinds of shit. But I was just the guy, like the helper guy that would cut the rolls and help put the rolls in packages and ship them out and load load the new materials and blah, blah, blah. It was kind of a cool job. But uh, the guys that were really doing all the, all the real work were the dudes running the shit. The ones mixing all the resins and, and, you know, hooking up the machines and calibrating everything and blah, 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 blah. And they had to clean up all the shit. They were doing all like the, the, the nasty stuff. They had to wear the masks and be inside the, the room. And a lot of the guys were old school and they didn't wear anything. No protection. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm sure you got like 18 forms of cancer then. Breathing in all these fumes and chemicals and resins and fucking acetone and all this stuff. Uh, so all the guys that did my job, we would all hang out. And this one dude, black dude, he was cool as fuck. He was like in his 60s. And uh, his father was Earl Palmer, the famous jazz drummer that played with like Miles Davis and uh, some other famous, famous black jazz guys. Do you <laughs> Duke Ellington? Is that another guy? Yeah, those guys. Charlie Parker? Yeah, those guys. He was a famous drummer, I guess. And his daughter was a Laker girl. Look at that. So, uh, yeah, he was cool as shit. But anyway, so they all tell me, like, hey, man, you know, don't ever, don't ever try to get that job. Because you only make a little bit more money and you got to do all the fucked up work. 
He's like, they try to make me do that, but I don't want to do it. And he's like, they try to come make all of us do that. But we, we, uh, you know, we didn't do it. We refused. And it's like, okay. And he said, so anyway, all that was to lead up to this. The guy at Knott's Berry Farm, now working there, was my boss. And he's, he called me in this room, right, this one day. One day. He's like, hey, um, the company requires that you take this test, okay? I'm like, all right. He goes, so uh, you're going to sit in this room, take the test, and when you're done, just knock on the door, and uh, you can hand it to me, and I'll, I'll, do, I'll figure out the results and, and come back and talk to you about them. I'm like, all right. So I take my little test, go and knock on the door, hand it over to him. All right, I'll be back in a bit. I'm hanging out in the room. He comes back a, a little bit later, and he has this weird look on his face. Like, he's looking at me funny. And I'm like, what the fuck is this problem? <laughs> like, did I fucking flunk this test? And he goes, hey, uh, some of the guys think that you may have cheated. I was like, what? And he starts smiling. And I go, how would I cheat? I go, I had no idea what was going to be on it. And he's like, yeah, I know. I don't know, I, I don't know why they said that. And he goes, but um, do you feel like it was, uh, it was pretty easy? I go, I don't know. Maybe, uh, it was okay. I go, why? What's going on? He goes, well... You got a perfect score. No one's ever gotten a perfect score. <laughs> and oh boy, did I feel like a fucking genius. Oh man, I go, oh really? Now look, this is not a good thing, everybody. Because then they had me like, oh, this guy, he's no dummy. He's a perfect candidate to take over this uh, main job that nobody wanted, that I didn't want. Because it meant way more overtime. Because you were the guy running the show. Not just some dummy helper. And so uh, those guys got fucked over. Like every weekend, overtime like every night. Just making them workhorses. And I'm like, oh, man. And the reason I found this out is because this dude pulled me aside. He goes, hey, we're going to have you start training to uh, run the machine and do all this. Now I'm like, why? He goes, well, uh, because, you know, they, they uh, this guy's been working a lot, you know, a lot of overtime. So he needs the help and he needs someone to to also help the machine so we can get uh, so not everyone's stuck working all the time like this and I'm like fuck that means I'm gonna be stuck working all the time right so I didn't say that but I go well why me I go look at all these other people that have been here years more than me they're all doing the same job as me I've only been here for a handful of months so why am I the one being trained to do this well to be honest with you because you're smarter than all of them and you can handle it and they they can't <laughs> and I go I literally, literally said, so because I'm smarter than them, that means I'm being punished. And he's like, oh, and he looked at me funny. Like, why do you feel like you're being punished? I'm like, because I don't want to do this job. And these people have been here for years and they know that they know how to do this stuff way more than I do. But because I'm smarter, I got to do it and they don't have to. I was like, I don't want to do that job. Well, you know, uh, there's really no choice. You, you, you know, they get to start training you. And oh boy, I was not happy, everybody. And looking back, it was a pretty fucked up thing to do. But I was able to get another job pretty quickly. Uh, I, was, I put in these applications right away. And I got hired pretty fast. And so like within a, like a couple weeks, I just never showed up. I just never went back. And I felt bad because I totally dicked over the guy that was training me because he was so looking forward to like, all right, this asshole is going to take over and I get to be off some weekends. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck this. I'm not being sucked into this fucking life, working with chemicals and being stuck working every weekend. And so, yeah, I, I just I just never went back. No two weeks or nothing. I think they, they, they mailed me my check because I never went back to get it. <laughs> And he was calling me, and I wouldn't answer his calls. And so all this shit ran through my head when I saw him. But anyway, I'm better off leaving for that place. Look at me now. <laughs> and apparently so is he. Look at him now. I guess we're all winners, huh, boys and girls? <laughs> Pretty sad, James. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I definitely uh, took a hit after leaving that place because I wound up getting laid off <laughs> at the job I went to after that. That was like the hit of the recession. And I'm pretty sure I would have been okay with the other job if I would have stayed there. Because they still had a shitload of work all the time. But but in the long run, I wound up being better off now than I ever would have been in that place. So look at me. Oh, and one more thing. When I worked at that place, there was this guy I was really cool with on one of the other machines. And I had to walk by him to go to the bathroom. And oh, another thing. Oh, oh, oh. I almost forgot. 
I had this cool nickname when I was there because they never had my uniform delivered to me. I was supposed to have these gray pants, and it was a black shirt and gray pants. And I wore my black shirt and black pants, black dickies, bro, my work dickies. And they would call me El Hombre de Negro, the man in black. <laughs> I was like Johnny Cash, everybody. So I had like this cool, like this cool image going on, right? And, and this guy I worked with, this Mexican dude, uh, I worked with a few guys. So they would kind of like switch off. You'd work with different people all the time. And this one of those Mexican dudes, he didn't like me because I didn't speak uh, Spanish like he did, right? And he'd be like, hey, I'm like, uh, no habla español. No? No? And he got all pissed off because I didn't speak Spanish. And I fucking, that guy hated me. And I grew on him like a mold, man. And he fucking loved me by the time I left that place. And uh, I, would, I would ask him to teach me things. You know, teach me, like, teach me things in Spanish. And then I would call him like, you know, I'd cuss him out in Spanish. Then we had like a really good rapport. <laughs> hey, he's the one to name me that. Hey, el hombre de negro. Hola, como esta? All that kind of shit. So it wound up being pretty cool and fun. But anyway, this one dude, I walked by to go to the bathroom. He was a young guy around my age. And he all, I, had a, I had a Civic SI at the time. And he had one too, but his was all fucking fixed up and all, you know, lowered in rice rocket. All that shit. And so uh, he kind of liked me just for that reason. So I went to the bathroom one time. And I went to go take a shit. And this fucking guy turned the lights off when I was in the bathroom. Which is hilarious. But don't get me wrong, it's fucking hilarious. But do you know how hard it is to wipe your ass in complete darkness? <laughs> and I don't think I had a... F- did I have a phone at the time? Yeah, I must have had a phone, but I don't... It wasn't... I mean, it was an old... This was a long time ago. I don't think it had a spot... Like, I didn't have a, a flashing on it. So, it's hard, dude, to wipe your ass and not know if you did a good job. And then... Uh, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> and I got him back, though, real good. He had the shits one time. And he kept running to the bathroom, and I kept turning the fucking lights off. He's like, all right, no more, no more. I'm like, all right, all right, that's it. And you go back in, turn it back off again. Ah, fuck you. And he's like, hey, dickhead. He came out all mad. And he's like, he's like, what's your problem? I'm like, hey, what the fuck? You did it to me first. Like, this is what happens. Just don't do it again. Then you'll be safe. And so it never happened again. Anyway, I digress. And that has been the tale of El Hombre de Negro. And now I think it'd be a great time to check in with our radio affiliate, to take a look at sports. K-G-A-Y, K-Gay. And now for your K-Gay sports report, we take you live to sports expert Dan Drizzles. Last week in MMA, the fighter in the white tights got put into a rear naked chokehold. And that was your K-Gay sports report brought to you by Fruit of the Loom Underwear. Fruity comfort for the fruit of your loins. K-G-A-Y, K-Gay. And now it's time for another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder what if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie. Would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in a Bronx tale playing Robert De Niro's character of Lorenzo. And here it goes. Where's my money, Dad? Hey, yo, like I left it in there. What? How could you do that, Dad? It was my money. That's bad money, you know? I don't want you to have that money. Dad, I earned that money. I said I want you to stay away from him. Dad, please listen to me. I said you stay away from him. Dad, listen to me! Did you hear what I said? You stay away from him, you know? Sonny was right. The working man is a sucker, Dad. He's a sucker. Hey, he's wrong, you know? It don't take much strength to pull the trigger. But try and get up every morning, but day after day, and work for a living. Let's see him try that. Then we'll see who's a real tough guy, you know? The working man is a tough guy. Your father's a tough guy. Everybody loves him, just like everybody loves you on the bus. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing, you know? People don't love him. They fear him. There's a difference. You know? Well, I, for one, think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character 
of Lorenzo. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us on another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. All right, let's start close the show out, little sibling I like to call. I fancy that. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. It's I fancy that. Fancy that. Fancy that. Fancy All right, I fancy it. It's a segment in which I get to be positive. Oh, look at me. Finding the bright side of life. I talk about something nice, something pleasant, something wonderful, something that I fancy. All right. So this week, I fancy my neighbor's dog. His dead dog. Oh, my God, James. Why would you say that? Because it was annoying. And now it's total silence and peace when I walk outside. That's right. Not a bark to be heard, just except for my annoying dogs. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, we got new neighbors after the Nazi neighbor passed away years ago. Years ago. Uh, Do you know about the Nazi neighbor, everybody? I think you do. The legend of the Nazi neighbor. That's right. My next door neighbor was, in fact, a Nazi. I bet you did not see that coming. (laughs) Anyhow, he was an old German man. Sweet old bastard. Boy, did I enjoy him. And then one day, my wife says that she did a report for school because she used to live here a long, long time ago. And she went over there to interview him and that he, he mentioned that he was in the war. World War II. And he, in fact, did not fight for the American side. Oh, no. He was on the German side. And he was a Nazi. And then, what day? He came over to ask my wife to go get German sausage with him. Yes, I know how that sounds. Son of a bitch. He comes over. Hey, I wanted to see if you wanted to go get some German sausage with me. And I heard him. I was like, this asshole, is he hitting my wife? And so uh, I come out. Hey, how you doing? Oh, hi. Yeah, you want to come too? I'm like, yeah, sure. Now you ask me, trying to save your fucking self. No, I'm just kidding. So uh, we actually went to get German sausage in Alpine Village, a little German area in Torrance. And it was a rainy day. But there I am driving my car, me, the family, and a Nazi in the front seat. <laughs> Who would have thought? I sure wouldn't have. So I start asking him questions, and I see a, an old Volkswagen Beetle from the 60s. I see it on the road, and I go, hey there, uh, hey there, uh, Mr. Reinhardt. What do you think about that car over there, huh? <laughs> see that German car? No, I said, uh, I said uh, hey, is that car popular in Germany like it is over here? Uh, yes, it was popular. Uh, you know, uh, Hitler helped build that car. I'm like, oh, really? Say, uh, now that you mention it, were you in the war? <laughs> <laughs> Real gumshoe, this guy, huh? And he's like, ah, oh, yes, I was. I'm like, ah, here we go. Finally, I nailed him. I got to the bottom of this one. No more speculating here. Hitting the hard, cold facts. And he's like, oh. he goes, I was a young boy, and I lied about my age to get into the, the, the army because, you know, Hitler was, uh, we thought he was good. And he, he, we thought he wanted to help the German people. And uh, we didn't know he, what he was doing. Those, those horrible things. Nobody really knew. Only, the, only some soldiers knew, but the, the public did not know. But he, we thought that he was a good man going to help us. So yes, uh, I went to war and I was, I was 15 and I lied. and said I was 17 to, to fight. And uh, yeah, the war, when I got in, the war was already coming to an end. So it was mostly just you know, cover fire and... Uh, uh, that's it. I don't know if I ever any killed anybody or anything. Uh, it's mostly running away. <laughs> he's like, all right. He's like, Hitler Youth, look at this. Crazy shit. Anyway, he's dead. And his house has been empty for a while. And they finally, the family, I don't know, if, I guess they sold it. And we got new neighbors. It's been years and years. And so they brought this French, this French bulldog. Is that what they call him? Frenchy? And we'd go out there. And he sounded like a fucking old smoker. <laughs> And it's annoying, dude. <laughs> like every time you walk, arr, arr! 
And my dog hated him, my dog Jack. And he'd be like, like back and forth. Like, oh. And then, you know, one day, we didn't hear anything anymore. And my wife even told me a while back, hey, that dog's going to get eaten by coyotes because they always leave the dog outside every night. They don't bring him inside. So one night, the coyotes are going to come and eat him. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And I'm sure that's what happened because he's, <laughs> he's not around anymore. I don't know. Maybe he could have been uh, given away or maybe he could be with another family member. I don't know. But it's been a while, been a while, and no sign of the old smoking Frenchie poo. That's it. So he's dead. I'm pretty sure the coyotes murdered him. There's coyotes all over the place around here. One, one day when I was going to work, it was early in the morning, I saw a coyote down the street. And I didn't even see one in my front yard when I came out the door. It was looking at me. And he ran off. I've told you about the coyotes around here. The coyotes. And uh, one day I saw one clear a fucking six-foot fence. Easily. No problem. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the fate of this asshole. He got killed. Anyway, I fancy the neighbor's dog being dead. All peace and quiet for us. That's great. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, the dead Frenchie. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fuck you moment. And here we go. All right. The fuck you is the opposite of fancy. You thought I was going to end on a positive note. You fool. Of course not. Going to bring it right back down to the darkness. Okay. This week in the fuck yous. This is a weak one, but uh, I got to think of something, right? Fuck you. To, oh, okay. So there's this, my, my boy plays travel ball and they have tournaments. And we've been to this park in Fountain Valley. The one I almost shit myself in like last year. We returned. Now, it was the same outcome as last time. I don't know what their fucking problem is. So it's annoying because a lot of times these baseball tournaments are played on softball fields. If you don't know the difference, a softball field consists of all dirt on the infield. All right? It's just all huge, big thing of dirt. No grass. So normally, you'd have like the strip that goes to first, second, third, and then there's like a, the, the pitcher's mound is all dirt, and the rest is grass on the infield. But no, softball is all dirt. And so this place doesn't water the fucking dirt before the games. And it's just a big powdery mess. So anytime anyone runs around, you get like a dust cloud in your face. And it's just annoying. It's like, come on, dude. Fucking do something about it. But James, maybe they're trying to conserve water. You ever think of that? Asshole. Maybe the planet is more important than you getting a little bit of dust on you, James. You inconsiderate fuck. All right. That being said... They have a huge water leak in their piping, pouring gallons upon gallons upon gallons upon gallons of water while we're sitting there. Now, why don't they just fucking fix that leak? And instead of dumping the water for no reason in the waste, they can water the fucking infield to prevent the powder from getting all over everyone trying to watch the fucking game. And it makes it an, an unpleasant experience. It's simple. Dude, I'm not kidding you. I have this fucking, I have a newer Dodger hat, a black one. And I did not anticipate this happening because I totally forgot about this shit from last year when we were there. And yeah, my hat's all fucked up because now it's all full of dust. Ugh. Used to be black. Now it's uh, off, you know, like a brownish red. So there's that. Great. And it makes it like an, we were, we're there for all fucking we we're there all day because he made they kept winning. So you keep playing. And uh, there you go. So look at me bitching. It's like I know it's third world problems. I get it. <laughs> People in the Middle East are like, what's wrong with the little dirt? It's <laughs> you put a covering on your face and it's fine. Yeah, maybe that's what I should do. I should go in a full fucking headgear next time. Like I look like someone from Al Qaeda. And then they'll say, hey, hey, fella, you a terrorist? I'm like, no. No, I'm just a spectator trying not to get dirty, assholes. You going to cover the cost of my new hat? I don't think so. So I'll sit here and I'll fucking cheer. Oh, that's fucked up. All right, fuck you to all that stuff. Fuck you. All right, that's going to do it, everybody. It's been just a little bit of heaven, hasn't it? <laughs> I'd just like to take this time now to thank you for listening and for your ongoing support. 
And if you have anything you'd like to tell me, anything at all, you know where this is going. James, don't even do it. It's it's pretty pathetic at this point, James. Well, that's why I say it at the end this time. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to email me. TheDangerHour at Yahoo.com. You can send me a movie recommendation. I'll watch it. Do you got a song suggestion? I'll listen to it. You got a recipe? I'll make it. Do you got nude photos of your mother? I'll look at them. As long as they're tastefully done. The Danger Hour. Hey, I can't. All right. That's going to do it. So um, let's see. Any last words of wisdom I can offer? Okay. How about this? <clears throat> I'm only laughing on the outside. My smile is just skin deep. But if you can see inside, I'm really crying. You might join me for a weep. <laughs> Stay dangerous, my friends. Later. <laughs>